this is a race, right? So it's like your competition can start outranking your business on search result pages, costing you sales. And if your competition starts ranking for, you know, keywords that you used to rank for, changes just simply have to be made. And doing SEO one time and just turning the other way, it's just not going to cut it. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm Emily, digital content manager here at Wingnut. Darla is still out of office, but she will be back next week, so you can look forward to that. But today is going to be a very special Wingnut Takeover episode where I'm going to have a chat with our very own SEO manager, Gavin. And we're going to kind of go over the elusive, mysterious topic of search engine optimization that there seems to be a lot of myths and misinformation going around about it recently. So we want to kind of talk about the truth to SEO and why it really is so critical for not only your online presence, but to compete with other businesses in your field. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, some housekeeping. Our July webinar is set. And if you can believe it, the topic is actually SEO 101. So this is a very SEO focused month this July. The webinar is going to be July 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern, and you can sign up for it at wingnutsocial.com. At the top of the website, you'll see a tab that says Wingnut Academy. And under that drop down, there'll be a button for you to click to sign up for the webinar. And what we're really going to go over in this webinar is how to outrank your interior design competitors. So I'm super looking forward to this one. We're actually going to be joined by Gavin again during this webinar. So you probably have a good inkling that Gavin is an expert when it comes to SEO, and he has all of the great information that you're going to want to hear. He's going to go over how SEO can help your business and then get into the nitty gritty things like keyword research and targeting, backlink acquisition, on-page optimization, link building, and how to measure your success, all that good stuff that you're going to want to know. So make sure you have your pen and paper out because you're going to need it. <laughs> and there also will be a Q&A at the end where you can ask Gavin and Darla all of your SEO questions. So make sure you sign up for that wingnutsocial.com. Then make sure you subscribe to Wingnut Social on YouTube if you're not already. If you're like me and you love to watch video content along with the audio that you're listening to, then you should definitely subscribe to us there because that's where we upload all of our podcast episodes with video along with all of our monthly webinars as well. So if you're not able to attend a webinar live, those will be there for you to watch whenever you want. Also, of course, Wingnut Academy. Sign up for updates on our website under the Wingnut Academy drop-down menu. It's coming and it's going to be worth the wait. So our first course is going to be Instagram for interior designers, which I am so excited about. If you're looking to strategically market your design firm on Instagram, this is the course for you. You're not going to want to miss this initial course that we're launching on Wingnut Academy. All right. So that's all for housekeeping. You know what time it is. Time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gavin, welcome to the mini news session. What news do you have for us this week? Sure. Thanks, Emily. So Instagram has 
opened up Reels access to third-party API platforms. So, you know, what does that mean? Historically, anytime you've wanted to post an Instagram reel, you've had to do so natively within the app. Instagram has announced uh, on June 28th that it began allowing third-party platforms to sync up with Instagram and uh, post using different platforms outside the app. This is something that the developer community has been calling on Instagram to do for a really long time now and is a universally welcomed change. Reels has been and is a top priority for Meta and with data showing that Reels content now makes up, I think, more than 20% of the time that people spend on Instagram, while I think 45% of Instagram users now interact with a Reel at least uh, once a week, I think. So pretty significant there. And, you know, the, the real question being, you know, how does this impact your brand, right? So that's what everybody wants to know. How does this impact me? If you just manage your social media yourself on the app, not a ton has changed. But if you manage your social media using, you know, a third party platform or work with an agency, right, things have become much more efficient. This is because third party, you know, social media management platforms like, you know, Hootsuite, Sprout Social, eClincher uh, are now able to use Reels on their platforms. This new API will support content scheduling, insights, moderation, hashtag search, and, and a lot more within that Reels element. This will make it easy to add uh, Reels within your social media mix. Even with that, with that being said, it's, you know, what does that mean for the future, you know, getting ahead? And because of how easy Reels are to integrate into Instagram users' social media mix now, you can anticipate the use of Reels to increase. This means the entire ecosystem is going to be much more focused on Reels than it already is. Instagram, I think they've been prioritizing Reels for quite some time now, but this is a much bigger step. And if you have already been producing Reels, um, you really do have an advantage here. Uh, and if you aren't producing Reels, kind of on the, on the other side of the coin, it's a great time to start to capitalize. It's still very early. Reels don't have to be something that you know you plan or a big production. They can just be something that you know you communicate in a fun, authentic way with your users, with your clients, and it can really make a big impact on your business. But that's the big news for this week. Oh my gosh. Well, as you were talking, I could hardly contain my excitement. I'm super excited for this. Like as a social media manager, this makes my life so much easier, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> Wingnut Social, I mean, it's it's a big deal for us because we can really, like I said, get a lot more effective and efficient with our clients and their budgets. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a really big game changer, I think, for a lot of us. So yeah. So what I'm super excited about is the analytics side of things. So before this update, there really weren't any analytics coming through for Reels, even though they're such a huge part of the platform. So I'm excited to see impressions and engagement start coming through to integrate with the total impressions and overall analytics for all of your posts. Sure. I'm really excited for that. That's going to help the user determine what's performing well, what they need to be doing more of, what they should be doing less of. And it's really going to help people tighten up their content strategy. A lot more data to work with here. So good stuff in mm -hmm. the future. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gavin. And I will see you on the main podcast. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Emily. All right. Thank you, too. See ya. Many new sesh. Yeah. yeah. Hey there, Gavin. How's it going? Hey, Emily. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. 
I'm excited to talk to you today. We're going to debunk some misinfo that's been going around about SEO to kind of set the record straight on really why you need SEO to be competitive in the digital online space. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your background and experience in SEO? Sure. So I've been in marketing for about the last 12 years. I've uh, helped multiple companies over that time span you know, go to market. And obviously, a huge component of that is SEO, SEO strategy. I've seen you know, how Google has iterated over the years and all the changes that have come with SEO and all the releases. So I've been lucky enough to kind of be a part of that and kind of you know, cut my teeth on, on that side of things. So I'm um, excited to be here today and uh, happy to share some of that knowledge with you guys. Awesome. So you are an SEO expert and yeah, you're, you're great, great value to our team. So I'm excited to talk to you about this. You and I both and the Wingnut team here, we've seen people in the industry saying some kind of misinforming things like we might hear people saying like, oh, my business already paid for SEO services when we created our site. We don't really need to optimize anything else. They feel like their website, once it's made and SEO optimized, you can kind of set it and forget it. But you and I both know that's really not true. Can you explain to our listeners why that really isn't the case? You know, I think a lot of people, they think, okay, I'm not really, you know, I don't understand SEO. I'm not really sure what it's about. I'm just gonna, you know, I had somebody do it before. I went, you know, when my website was set up, like you were mentioning, and, uh, you know, I'm just gonna like run ads or something, right? That's not a good strategy because I think about 80% of users ignore, you know, paid ads. So, you know, it's like something like 75% of users don't go past the first page of search results. So, you know, it's, it's just wild. Like SEO leads, when you get SEO leads in, they have a 14.6% close rate compared to like outbound leads, which have about 1.7% close rate. So the difference in, you know, the intent with respect to uh, these kinds of things with SEO is just, it's a wild, wild difference. And, you know, you can set SEO up where you think it looks absolutely fantastic and it looks great and you think you're done. But if you aren't measuring, uh, you know, the impact and adjusting, then you're giving up a massive amount of potential business really unnecessarily. So, you know, there's a, there's quite a few reasons why building out, you know, a robust and continuous, a continuous SEO strategy can be the difference between, you know, being flooded with clients. It's really changed people's businesses. You launch them in places they never would have gone previously, but essentially being irrelevant. So there's a huge difference. And, and let's look into that further, right? Like, let's check that out. Let's what that's about. So, you know, the biggest thing is that even if you've invested in SEO when you started your website or say you just recently updated your website, you're like, I just had somebody update my SEO and, and figure things out from that side of things. Someone needs to monitor the results of those SEO services that you've paid for, right? So yes, you know, you have been optimized, but how well are those tactics that you've already invested in working? You may have some of your original SEO work performing poorly, you know, when you should be spending time on a completely different tactic. So ongoing SEO services allow you to really compare strategies, you know, and, and just determine which one performs better. Um, and through ongoing SEO, uh, you can make adjustments as necessary to ensure that your links stay kind of on the first page of those search results. The other thing too, is just that your competition's SEO tactics 
have changed since you've implemented those. So like I mentioned, if you've just updated your website, right? Like say I updated my website, somebody, you know, handled my SEO and it's been, I would say, you know, it could be in a month, two months, you know, your competition, if they're doing ongoing SEO has already adapted, right? They've already changed what they're doing. So if you go down and rank from on, on a keyword from two and then you fall to 10, right? You need to update your page or you're going to lose traffic and continue to go down in rank. Therefore, keyword monitoring, things like that is, is essential. And if you don't monitor your keywords, you're going to lose traffic and you're, you're going to lose business as well. Yeah, exactly. All great info. And I really do think the competition point is super important because the SEO algorithm is always updating, always changing as your competitors are putting out new content. So you really have to keep up with that and not just keep up, but keep ahead of the competitors. So it really does show that you need to be putting out fresh content constantly to outrank your competitors. So I think that's a really important point. Yeah, exactly. This is a race, right? So it's like your competition can start outranking your business, you know, on search result pages, costing you sales. And if your competition starts ranking for, you know, keywords that you used to rank for, changes just simply have to be made. And, and doing SEO one time and just turning the other way, it's just not going to cut it. I mean, now we all wish that was the case, right? We wish we had that additional time to be able to, you know, do other things, but it's, it's so crucial for your business. And, you know, this is really where ongoing SEO keeps you ahead of your competition. And it's that important. So going back to the idea of the algorithm, I know those are always changing no matter what platform it is. So can you talk to us a little bit about how that relates to ongoing SEO? Yeah, definitely. So Google's platform, first and foremost, favors recency and it favors activity, right? So you need to add constant content and pages to your website that are, you know, focused on keywords, things like that. There's no such thing as set it, like we mentioned, no such thing as set it and forget it with SEO. Most savvy Google users know that the company is always, always, always trying to improve its services, grow its market share from Bing, Yahoo, places like that. But Google still largely dominates the market when it comes to search. If you include things like YouTube and some of their other uh, platforms uh, in search, they account for like, I think up to like 90%, some crazy number of the market itself. So it's like I, Yahoo and Bing, they're like 20 times smaller. So that's why you see a lot of people in SEO, they don't even pay attention to other, other search engines. And it's advisable really not to because Google is where it's at. And these changes that happen with Google include changing search ranking algorithms. And I think it was Moz that said that the website Moz said Google changes its algorithm. And this is going to sound crazy, but they, they change their algorithm approximately up to 600 times a year, 600 times a year. How insane is that, right? Like it's like almost twice a day. So most of those changes are insignificant. They're not like the game changing things that happen. But some of those changes are major changes that affect search results. And accordingly, any successful results of SEO work done in the past that you've done can be negatively affected. So, you know, you might have done great with your SEO strategy and it might have been, you know, working really well for you one day and like literally the next day, it could just, you know, almost be negatively impacting you. So, you know, obviously for our customers here at, at Wingnut Social, 
we stay up to date on everything, on all of those changes constantly so our customers don't have to. But obviously, if you're somebody who's out there on your own, you should seriously consider spending some time reviewing these. And you know, I'm not going to lie to you, it takes a considerable amount of time, right? Like my full-time job is that, right? So that's that's what I do. So you're competing with other people who are who have services either like Wingnut or other places. If you're on your own, you can't afford to not invest at least some of your time with respect to understanding some of these search engines, how they work, the algorithms, and keeping up with some of these changes, despite the fact that it takes the time that it does. Gotcha. Right. So Wingnut Social has been making quite the mark with our full-service social media marketing services for interior designers and adjacent verticals. But did you know that we also offer search engine optimization? Search engine optimization is how you get found on the Googles, how your ideal client sees you when they're typing in interior designer in Miami, Florida. You want Susan McNuggets interior design to pop up. And there's a way to do that to optimize your website on both an off-page and on-page way, ongoing SEO with link building and blogging and all kinds of good stuff. And yes, we do all of that for you. And that's one of the most impactful ways for you to be found in an organic way by your ideal client. And even if you're doing ads, Google ads, pay-per-click ads, if your website is optimized and up-to-date in a healthy SEO way, you're going to be paying less for your ads because it's all about quality, baby, and getting found by your ideal client and offering that great experience on the Googles. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out the SEO audit. That is where everything SEO at Wingnut starts. We'll go in and we'll do a deep dive on your website and see what's broken and how to fix it. And you can get our recommendations for what ongoing SEO would look like moving forward. That's wingnutsocial.com. I kind of want to go back to the point of Google's algorithm favoring recency and activity. I think there's a lot to dig into there. Some people, they might interpret that as, oh, okay, so I'll post a new blog every month and that's all I really need to do. Can you kind of explain why that's not always enough and what else can be done to help Google's algorithm favor you instead of just posting a blog every month or so? Sure. So, I mean, there's so many different avenues uh, with respect to SEO and things that impact SEO, right? It's all kind of interconnected. The things that you do, social media, not necessarily SEO, social is social, SEO is SEO, but what you do on social kind of can impact SEO as well, can impact how things play out. It also impacts trends. So I think the biggest thing when it comes to blogs and things like that, people think, oh, I just need to produce like this chunk of new content And if I just do that once a month, I'm okay. Well, I mean, writing blogs, as we know, is a great strategy. Writing blogs is something that people should be doing. However, the biggest thing is just Google is doing one thing, right? What Google is trying to do is connect people who have questions or queries with answers. That's essentially at the base level, that's what Google does. So back in the day, right, like maybe five, 10 years ago, six, seven years ago, you could have gotten away with a lot of stuff. A lot of people would maybe fill a blog every month with like keyword terms, right? You could put like, if you were trying to rank for interior design, you'd be like, we love interior design for interior designers as an interior design agency that loves interior design. Keyword stuffing, right? (laughs) Right. Keyword stuffing. So people could get away with that and they would see a slight little bump in their SEO and, and traffic to the website. 
Google is not that search engine anymore. You're talking about, you know, machine learning. You're talking about things that are very advanced. You know, it knows so much more than it used to in terms of how, uh, how your website's crawled, things like that. Like it has like AI, right? Where you're talking about the rise of things like AI and things like that. That's it. You're getting into a really, really intelligent platform that can't be fooled that way. And what they do is if you fill, if you do things like you mentioned, keyword stuffing, or if your information, it doesn't have to be as, you know, deliberate as keyword stuffing. It can just be like, I'm just kind of being lazy with writing my blogs. I'm not really trying to be super relevant and provide a lot of value, new things that uh, haven't been said before, things that are novel. I'm not really putting in that effort. I'm just putting something out there to try and give my SEO a bump. It knows now. So there's no getting away with kind of lazy SEO either. That's the thing. So you need to know your keywords. You need to know what, and when I say keywords, I mean the people you're trying to, your customers, right? What do they search for when they type in Google, right? You need to understand, all keywords are is essentially your ability to understand your customer. It's being able to think, okay, what is my customer's needs? What are they looking for? What are they seeking to answer? How do I best provide value and answers to that? And how do I let Google know that? And again, like blogging, keywords, that's how you do that. And so if you understand and have a great idea of what those keywords are and what your customers are looking for, you provide a lot of value, you're going to see an SEO bump. But if you try and even slightly scam or be lazy with the system, Google can penalize you. And there have been lots of businesses that are fairly large that it bankrupts. Because in 2022, if you can't get ranked on Google, and if you can't get found on Google, when somebody types in even your name, like, say, for instance, this is Wingnut Social, if someone types in Wingnut Social, and forever, right, indefinitely, our website never comes up, that's a big, big problem for your business, right? So it deserves a concerted effort. And whatever you do, don't try to get around Google's algorithms in 2022 because it's just, uh, it's not going to work. They're too smart now. The robots are getting smarter. Those robots, it's like Terminator. It's like that. <laughs> Everything's becoming super intelligent. So in terms of keywords then, see, we're kind of coming full circle now. I've heard some people say that Google Analytics, that's really all you need. You don't need all this extra third-party add-on stuff. What would you say to that? Are there any other tools that you would recommend? Google Analytics is a fantastic start, right? Google Analytics is provides you with a lot of value. But when you're trying to get ahead of your competition, that's basic, right? Google Analytics is the most basic thing. And it's important. It's super important. It's a bedrock of SEO, I would say. It's one of the bedrocks in terms of tools and platforms. But there's a lot of platforms that provide great value. The whole Google suite provides great value, not even just Google Analytics. There's Google, you know, Search Console. There's a bunch of different platforms there. But the big ones that actually can have a huge impact on your business are things like, you know, SEM Rush is a huge one. I would say that's the biggest one. And there's many more, but I think our viewers are going to get a lot of value out of, out of this. They really just need to focus and look at SEM Rush. Uh, Neil Patel, I think is his name. He does a great job uh, with some tools that he has over there on his site too. Moz is another great one. But I would say SEM Rush and Moz are the two biggest players in terms of tools. And they just really allow you to get hyper granular with your your keywords, your data. If you just had, you know, Google Analytics and SEMrush, I, you have almost all the power in the world of your SEO. It's a, it's what we use here often at um, Wingnut, as you know. Those are the two biggest, I think, Moz and 
SEM Rush are the two biggest tools that I think really are the most valuable and are not just worth the money, they're well worth the money for what they charge. Yeah, not sponsored by the way, but we do we do use SEM Rush. <laughs> Just a fantastic product. So uh, I, I think I speak for myself and not just myself, but literally everybody who does SEO. If you, if we didn't have SEM Rush or Moz or, you know, some of these websites like that, you know, tools like that that provide this just really robust level of data, things would be a lot more elementary. <laughs> it's basically the standard in our industry to have a tool like SEM Rush. Okay, Gavin, so we talked about a lot here. How can we kind of sum this up into something that our listeners can take away? Yeah, Emily, that's a great question. I think the best way to put this is this, that a lot of people describe SEO as the foundation of your of your house or your business, uh, especially online. So while I believe in 100% that is true, right? That's true in terms of its importance, SEO is that important. It is like the foundation of your house. You have to get SEO right. It is not something you do once and move on like the foundation of your house. It is, I would say a better analogy here is that of a new race car, right? You have it all gassed up, you know, and before you know it, your SEO is on the the track and competing. Maybe in the first few minutes, you aren't going to run into any problems, but eventually your car is going to run out of gas and it's going to need maintenance and it will break down eventually. And at the very least, even if it doesn't break down, it's not going to perform as well as it could, which gives your competitors an opportunity to pass you. Without ongoing SEO, you're going to see a decrease in traffic. You're going to see you know lower search rankings. You're going to see fewer leads, less revenue. And to assume that you don't need to update your SEO is kind of like assuming that your customers' tastes and preferences don't change, which is, of course, you know, ridiculous. It's false, right? So everybody, especially in 2022, you know, from one minute to the next, uh, you know, your customers' tastes and preferences change. On top of that, there always are updates within your industry. There's always, you know, news, current events, things that go on that can be leveraged for growth using SEO. So you can take you know, say something happens in the you know interior design industry, we can use that as a keyword uh, either with a blog and start incorporating that. Could be a you know a new design style that's kind of catching on a trend. We can start to leverage that early on within our SEO and capitalize in getting people flowing to the site. Search engines are constantly being updated, as well as we mentioned, you know, in depth. The point is this really that there are many correct ways to leverage SEO. Uh, and it can have a big impact on your business. And it's really, really, really important to capitalize on these wins because if you don't, your competition will. Beautiful. That was so much great info. People listening, now you know I wasn't lying when I said Gavin is an SEO expert. <laughs> he knows his stuff. So thank you so much, Gavin, for joining us today. It was super fun to talk to you. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and looking forward to uh, maybe coming on here again. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kevin. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Again, Darla will be back next week. So look forward to that. And head over to the Wingnut Social website for all the info, all of the show notes. If you're not already there, just go to wingnutsocial.com, the podcast link, and then click this episode and you'll see all the information on this episode that you just listened to. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level.